What do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Listen to insane ramblings. It takes money. Well played, MILF. I'm having my first heart on. Ah, herpes. Ah, herpes. <laughs> cool, I got a good arms juice story. <laughs> You've got freak hearing. <laughs> Away, Seaboat. Away, Seaboat. Insane ramblings. How come in every one of those clips, one of us is putting on an adolescent teen voice? That was only in two of them. <laughs> it was. I went through the clips from last episode, and there was like some weirdness going on. <laughs> like, wow, this is strange. There was a lot of um, uh, impressions of squeaky voice teens. Yeah, a lot. And so I couldn't really uh, use most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, it was even more confusing. But. Um, yeah, no, I, I just went through puberty last episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know what bit you were playing. The I've got a good orange juice story, <laughs> and I got my first heart on. That was that was the two highlights I chose yeah. from episode twenty-five, and I think it sums up the episode quite nicely. Was that last episode? That was. I don't remember saying either <laughs> of those things well, or hearing one of them. You said one of them, and I said the other. That's why I don't remember saying at least one of them. Exactly. <laughs> Also, you are under the effects of my amnesia, Ray, which <laughs> I usually do before every podcast just to get you into that nice lucid state and you know, of uh, confusion. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was such a good orange juice story that you like deleted it from my mind so you could tell it again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell everyone that orange juice story every episode. <laughs> it's just going to be our podcast or just be like OJ Mega Mix from now on. <laughs> and that's uh, also including... Uh, O.J. Simpson, not just Orange Juice. It's like the time I tried to make my mum a CD, including all of the songs with her name in it. I got three. <laughs> what, what's, what's your mum's name? So, Wendy. Uh, Wendy. Um, I'm having trouble thinking of one. Yeah. <laughs> Bendy? Oh, I thought you were thinking of rhymes to sing her a song. No, could, no I, more I, songs in the podcast, can <laughs> I just say. I could make up Wendy rhymes. Either way, <laughs> um, um, yeah, what songs did you go there's with? There's a Kanye West song, Homecoming. And he just mentions it one no, the thing? girl he talks about is called Wendy. You know, oh, they okay. were, uh, excuse me, little homie. I know you don't know me, but my name is Wendy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. I love that song. And um, Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run. <laughs> Champs like us, Wendy. Baby, we were born to run. Oh. Um, and then there's a song from Peter Pan. See, that's the one l lyric in that chorus that I did not know what it was saying. <laughs> like, like us in a born to run. <laughs> now Champs like us. It's Wendy. We better run. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, of course, the daughter in Peter. Then I always thought it was a song about going camping. <laughs> <laughs> so did you end Tense up... like us. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever end up um, recording that? Uh, like, did you burn those three songs on Twitter? No, I like, got the playlist and I was like, huh? <laughs> it's <laughs> well, more, more of an EP. <laughs> fair enough. You needed to go with a theme or something because... Uh, I know the name Wendy is very specific. I'm sure you could have done some Googling. <laughs> yeah, true. I always threaten to sing Born to Run at her funeral when she pisses me off, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, I think it's time to start the show. Agreed. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Insane Ramblings. I'm Ben. And this is Vicky. And we've got a very final episode for you today. Dun, dun, dun. I was going to go with... <laughs> it's the final episode... Of 2010. Where Vicky just uh, thinks of songs to do with everything <laughs> that we talk about. 
That's why it's the final episode. <laughs> this is where people finally stop listening. <laughs> um, but the real reason, I guess it is just because it's the final episode of 2010, but it's also the final episode uh, that we were recording uh, together for quite a while. Mm. Because uh, if you're listening to the last episode, you know that from now on, we're going to attempt to record uh, over the internet for a little while until Vicky decides that Japan isn't as exciting as she thought and runs back into my arms. And if you weren't listening last episode, boy, did you miss some good squeaky teen impressions. But that, we filled them in in the intro, so that's all they need to <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So don't bother going back to episode 24. Yeah, as my mum reviewed it, as uh, we were very witty and quick, but some of the content was a bit boring. So <laughs> <laughs> if, like her, you were... Uh, thought those things, then maybe you well, should get together. not that the content was boring, just that we spent too long talking about the well. Which but I think if you're telling a story about being down a well, it's difficult to shorten it. Not, not just being down a well. This is a 17th century well filled with literature of uh, sex-based proportions. Your mum heard this and just switched off. No. <laughs> not again. <laughs> but I think that's like a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> I think we need more well talk here. No? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't think facial expressions translate too well to audio. Just no, for that's future true. Reference. And um, also, since then, we've also had a uh, another in color episode. We have, yes. Check it out. Um, it's called "I Did Not Break My Promise of Writing You a Song." Or as I had to also shorten the title to fit it in <laughs> certain requirements of YouTube and whatnot. Uh, it's also known as "Unbroken Promises." Yes. But uh, yeah, because Ben said that this would be broken promise number one. Yes. But that is yet to occur. Then, so all I need to do is whenever I want Vicky to do something for me, is just to say, I'm broken promise number one. And then she'll have to <laughs> instantly like, no. do it. <laughs> Actually, Ben, you often goad me into doing things by acting like I probably won't. Such as? <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> well, I don't know, before this podcast, I was... Uh, trying to goad you into setting up the podcast or doing anything <laughs> in preparation and you seem to just be more content to do a crossword. So. Oh, this is getting a little hostile. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the final episode. Yeah. Ben rang me up before we ever started doing this podcast. He's like, I bet you wouldn't do a podcast, would you? You're like, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah. I bet you, uh, you wouldn't have some kind of drag race by tomorrow night. <laughs> Vicky Everyone is gone. <laughs> 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 Everyone opens tomorrow morning's papers. <laughs> Tokyo Drift 6. <laughs> Ooh, is that why you're going to Japan? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Should we uh, get into the show with a little Ramblocks? Yes, what's come through the Ramblocks? This is a letter from our number one fan, or also known as my sister. <laughs> um, 100% loves the show, 50% same genetic material. Exactly. So, in, in her letter, she requested... That I read it in the voice of Barry White from Georgia. Oh, that's right. As I did our previous Ramblocks letter, <laughs> which, as I'm a bit sick today, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but hence weird voice Ben. Ben basically tried to do a Barry White impression reading out a love letter to me, and um, it ended up sounding like a southern gentleman. <laughs> was it a love letter? Yes. <laughs> I do not remember this. No, it wasn't. Mm. So it was kind of like the colonel reading it <laughs> instead. Well, it's a combination of my, oh, yeah, voice. <laughs> yeah. And then it just evolved into like some kind of Georgian accent. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Hey, guys, I'm your biggest <laughs> fan. 
since Ben got a job and I lost <laughs> mine, I do a lot of sitting and staring, <laughs> which, although pleasant, can get monotonous after a while. So every day I go for a walk and listen to y'all podcast. I get an escape from the death the quiet of the house and fill my head with your voices instead. See, I like that bit of rhymes. Yeah. I may be going slightly loopy, and it is not apparent yet as to the cause. <laughs> is it having way too much time on my hands or listening to you guys? I'm not sure. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Eeyore. Okay, Forrest. <laughs> Forrest yeah. oh, there you go. Well, maybe Forrest Gump was from Georgia. Yeah, when Forrest Gump feels down. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Either way, it's making my life more interesting. Keep up the good work. P.A.S. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> now you've just got a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly just writing this so I can hear Ben do the Barry White voice from Georgia again. But whatever works, I guess. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Key. If I didn't know your sister, that would be a really depressing letter. <laughs> Especially like if a guy... Who wrote it had that voice like, hey, guys, <laughs> don't do much all day, but what I do do is pretty unimportant. <laughs> like, like I said, it sounds a bit like Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh. It Poop. really does. <laughs> don't mind me, but I'm just writing you a letter. <laughs> I know you already got Piglet. <laughs> but uh, yes, thanks for writing in. And if anyone else wants to write in, you can do so at, uh, by sending an email to podcast at insaneramblings.net. Mm-hmm. I always start with at podcast. I, I know. Just freaking out people by thinking there's like another Two at sign. Two at symbols. But don't get confused. It's podcast at Insane Ramblings, do not it? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's keep this show going with some of our other favorite segments. Ooh. Obscure cough rock sightings. Yay! What? Yeah, it is. You never, you never thought it was going to happen again. But there's been another one. Oh, uh, well. How embarrassing for me. I know. <laughs> um, I believe this is our fourth obscure copper rock sighting. This is like Jesus raising from the dead. <laughs> I'm Thomas pulling at my collar. Ooh. Mm. Um, this was from the podcast Channel Surfing, which uh, episode 111. And uh, this was... Do you, know, do you ever watch the show Vampire Diaries? Um, I'm aware of it. Yeah, because I've I watched like the first two episodes and it kind of bored me. <laughs> but I... I'm now a fan of Candace Ackala from The Vampire Diaries. Or, as they spent like the first five minutes of the podcast discussing how to pronounce a name, possibly a cola. <laughs> because I wish I had paid more attention to that segment now that I have to read her name. Um, yeah, apparently she's on that show, and that's a, a TV podcast. And uh, this is what she had to say. There's crazy supernatural moments throughout the show, but it, for some reason I don't feel like it seems so out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the same, you know, my argument when the show was first coming out was there's a lot of doctor shows. There's a lot of lawyer shows. There's a lot of cop shows. You know what I mean? So, but there's a different way to tell each story. And, and I think that the, between Twilight and True Blood and Vampire Diaries, that the writers from all three components have made sure to make theirs their own. And even though there's commonalities between all of them that are just natural, um, they're still very separate. 
in, in the tone. So what we need now is a vampire doctor lawyer cop. That's right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. We're going to pitch With that. With music. There you mm. go. It's a musical too. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll pitch that. Yeah. Um, I think we need to bring cop rock back. That's <laughs> With vampires. With vampires. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. What's her name? Candace Akola or Akalapal, I believe. Candace Akala, enemy of insane ramblings. You don't want to bring Copyright back? No! <laughs> they might catch up to us. <laughs> you, think, you think they're uh, potentially still that popular that they could, uh, you know, catch up to episodes? We're not very episodes. popular. <laughs> and but look at us. It's about episode numbers. So as long um. as they do more than, you know, no more than one episode a month, we're okay. <laughs> also, do they, go, do they film their podcast in a cell? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't sound that much better than us. Yeah, true. <laughs> Those are recording glass houses. <laughs> exactly. If if you listen to last week's one and, um, you know, we're enjoying the nature sounds in the background, then I, I apologise. You can add some in yourself. Oh, you missed the... Didn't they have any nature sounds last week? No, there was nature sounds. Oh. There was like birds and stuff because the <laughs> window was open. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, we put that in there specially. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to... Those of you who enjoyed the nature sounds. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be uh, soothing ocean noises for, from now on in this uh, episode. <laughs> and the clinking of washed plates. And then maybe if we've got enough time, some uh, rattling chains just to spice <laughs> it up. I think in one of our first episodes we mentioned recording from the Foley booth. Yeah, we that, did. That's uh, still on the agenda. We've talked a lot of times about how weird this podcast sounds. Mm-hmm. You know what else sounds weird? Unimaginative jingles for TV. Oh, sorry. Unimaginative jingles in general, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I hate it when you're listening to the radio or possibly TV, but you don't get too many TV jingles these days. No, you don't. And uh, their jingles are just basically saying the product name. Yeah, to a tune. Uh, to a, like a really... Like obvious tune. Like, it's kind of just heightening the syllables that are in exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... Like, Horseradishes. <laughs> They're made of food. <laughs> like, wow, good, good on you guys. You really stretched the, the limits <laughs> of the jingle on that one. And I've been, I've been hearing a lot of <laughs> them lately. Just like, <laughs> and, no, it's basically that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you know, you get a dishwashing ad, like we have dishwashing powder. <laughs> use it on your dishes and it's like oh thanks wow you you uh, you did a good job on this see one. i think oh informative and tuneful <laughs> i think you're too critical ben would you prefer that than just like a regular person just talking to you or a regular ad where they're like hey i'm ben moore and i like to buy dishwashing powder yeah because that won't stay in my head but later when i'm holding my dishwashing powder i'm like what the fuck am i going to <laughs> you do just this? can't get the put it on your dishes oh that's right uh, <laughs> i can't get that dishwashing powder <laughs> jingle out of my head well like what what are horseradishes so made of Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, food. Oh yeah, they're edible. That's they're right. made of food. <laughs> Just yeah, it's like horse radishes. Don't combine actual horses and radish. <laughs> That'll be weird, <laughs> but you can still eat them. Yes, but you can make a theme song for anything. Well, basically, what, what using would, that. What would our insane ramblings single be? <laughs> insane ramblings. People talking on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> insane ramblings. We got microphones. <laughs> And we're not afraid to use them. There we go. There's a few more cliches there. <laughs> See, our friend Renee the other day. Um, Renee! Her, <laughs> Renee! She's our friend. <laughs> put her hands over her ears because there was something she didn't want to hear. And um, accidentally... Yeah, I'm a spoiler writing quite to the movie Seabiscuit because she might have Watch to... Watch out, Renee. Yeah. Fast forward the rest of the podcast. 
Um, and no, she inadvertently starting started singing the um, Mario um, Super Mario Underground song. Did it? Did it? Everyone knows it. Going underground. <laughs> Watch out for the tortoise. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck, lover. <laughs> so wait, that was just her default. Uh, go-to noise to avoid hearing something? Yeah. That's not a bad one. I think it's pretty funny. I was like, we were, so there was a tune we were making up to that. It's like, I can't hear you. I am underground. <laughs> <laughs> Went through purple. No, green. Green. Green pipes. Went through green pipe. Lava! <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's one of the catchiest tunes around if more jingles went to that tune. But it's so funny how everyone seems to know it. You're like, if you say to anyone, make the Mario underground noise. do 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 and everyone also knows the uh, the main theme song as well. Like do 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 I think the underground one is like a great, like one of the pinnacles of composing. Oh, I'm I'm all with you. As you know, they didn't have much to work with back then. I know, but like if you combine two things, being underground and trying to be sneaky about it, and what noises would you make? That's somehow exactly what you picture every time. Yeah, you do. It's perfect. You're sneaking around underground. <laughs> uh, that that was if they could have fit lyrics. Into yeah. it. <laughs> hey, now it's not Xbox 360. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. <laughs> My current ringtone is a video game song. Yeah, what is it? Ma- Martina Topley Birds, um, "Sandpaper Kisses" from Fahrenheit. Ah, uh, good song. Yeah. If uh, a very obscure reference. Yeah, incredibly <laughs> more obscure than cop rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we haven't we haven't had too many obscure Fahrenheit. References around these days, <laughs> uh, but what was Renee trying to avoid hearing? I can't remember. We were overtaken. You were so good at avoiding hearing it that you can't even remember what it was. No, she was so good at avoiding hearing it that she deleted it from everyone else's memory, so we can't tell her later on. Mm, impressive. Well, I just think that it's such a distracting song that you get distracted from the cool thing you're about to tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Start talking about that instead. Good to know. Well, um, speaking of. Sea Biscuit. So here's spoiler alerts. Yeah. That's the theme song for spoiler alerts. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> so uh, do you have the... Um, Is that the name of our segment? Instead of like two-minute movie reviews? No, it's two-minute movie review. Spoiler alerts. It's the name of the segment. But to be fair, look, it's not a big spoiler alert, is it? If you haven't seen Sea Biscuit now, now, it's not like you're lining up at the cinema. I, was, I had it rented on VHS. <laughs> I was going to watch it today, but I forgot I didn't have a VHS player. Oh, I see. Mm. Um, so, yes, much like my Paranormal Activity review from a couple of episodes ago, Vicky's going to do the uh, sea review. The sea review. <laughs> the sea, Warm and wavy, says Vicky. Ah, good to know. Yeah, controversial calls. <laughs> the less seaweed. Also occasionally not warm. Yeah, that's true. Um, the sea Less seaweed, less review. pee. <laughs> that's... That's your... Um, it's Vicky Smith. <laughs> that's your plea for those in charge of the sea? Yeah. <laughs> for Poseidon. Yes. Listen, Poseidon, I know you're almighty and powerful, and yet there's not a lot you seem to be doing about pissing in the ocean. <laughs> I'm but concerned. Maybe all the uh, pissing is coming from Poseidon and King Neptune. Maybe, but I was just like, yo, guys, you took out all your power on sinking some lousy boats. Like, the Poseidon adventure was good and all, but it's like, people in boats don't pee in the ocean. They take their pee with them. What's your beef? (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So. That's why I don't eat seafood. At all? No, except for fish. That's mostly. Once it's been grilled. Do you know how many people are peeing on that? But do you know, like, what Who's ever peed on a cow? Mm, 
not too many people, I would assume. Less than it probably peed on a prawn. That should be a tongue twister. She How many people have peed on a prawn? peeing on prawns. <laughs> How many people have peed on a prawn? <laughs> <laughs> um, As many people can pee on a prawn if people could pee on prawns. Ah, good to know. <laughs> it's factual as well as a tongue twister. <laughs> um, so, to clarify, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Let's do our two-minute movie review, which okay. requires a timing device. Oh, does that mean I have to time something? Well, I can, I can, no. <laughs> I can watch on the uh, recording over here. Okay. Go. Are you ready? I was ready. This is, if you've just missed Seabiscuit. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to be the hit of the party and pretend like everyone else is talking about Seabiscuit and you're like, oh, I wish I had known what was going on in that movie. This is how you can like do a cheat sheet on Seabiscuit. Yeah, if you're going to a party as the bum end of Seabiscuit and you're worried that the head is going to wander off and leave you holding the bag of the conversation, <laughs> here's what happened. All right. Because this is like the most condensed conversation ever. Because Seabiscuit is already an entire horse's life condensed to two and a half hours. No, we're gonna... And we're like, that is not short enough to tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. And then like, you know, a two-second scream wasn't quite long enough. So this is the accurate amount of time that you can sum up Seabiscuit's life in without, you know, missing the key details. Yeah, that's right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Young plucky bicycle owner named Charles Howard goes all Mr. Fix-It on some newfangled technology. Eh, she? My car has broken down. Fast forward a few boring loan meetings and the automotive dealer's son is killed by an automobile which sends the automobile dealer into a deep depression during the depression. Got it? Woo! Spring break! Whatever happens in Cancun stays in Cancun except for the Mexican girl that the automobile mogul marries. Cage fight! Red Pollard leaves his formerly wealthy family to become a cage fighter slash horse groom and snatch that year's best slashy title. God, I hate people and I don't have a house is what newly hired trainer Tommy Smith would say about himself if asked to quickly sum himself up in a backstory about this movie in a two-minute review. Now, he meets Seabiscuit. Not a hard type of ethical beaten biscuit as told by Wikipedia at all, but a runt trained to lose races by someone who's already reading too many Dr. Phil's books on how to raise your horse with self-esteem. Tom Smith spots a skinny loser and giving hope to people like Ben everywhere is convinced he is a champion and buys him anyway. Worst wussiest jockey ever is scared off from riding him because he eats some of his shirt. Mmm, tasty, tasty shirt can be read in a lingering shot of Sea Biscuit's hungry, hungry eyes. Hungry eyes. Cage... Cage fighting McGee, Red Pollard stucks in. Thank God for the earnings of this movie. Seabiscuit is actually a winner. And what a skinny loser trained to lose come skinny superstar with a heart needs in a heartwarming two and a half hour movie is a mission. Enter War Admiral, giant winner. The ten-legged foursome, travel the country attempting to get the haughty bastard to race them. Eventually they succeed after some slightly homoerotic verbal jousting between the two owners and a date is set. Pollard is then asked to ride a horse for a friend because he's Dang nabbit redhead celebrity, and that will get the horse to sell. Ominous music makes movie go shout, Don't do it, Dingy Ninja! But of course, he does it anyway, and is dragged through the stables, breaking his leg. No more monkeys jumping on the bed, the doctor said. Oh, yeah, and no more jockeying for you either. Failing to mention for the more curious audience members whether or not cage fighting is still in. He convinces another rival jockey, George Wolfe, to ride Sea Biscuits in the big race and another scene of man loving in shoes. Naturally, the small horse wins the big race and the big horse, after winning some small races, wins nothing. Got it? Good. Act two. Seabiscuit breaks his leg during a race and all the people who don't read and can't remember anything before the cocaine-filled 
80s feel sad. Are the smarmy people who felt all smarmy during Titanic feel smarmy again because they already know what happens? Red Pollard buns with Seabiscuit and showing that the two bung legs do make a right nurses them both back to health in order to enter another race together. Shit, better not forget about the themes of the film too. There's new technology, jump gates. How will Seabiscuit go? He's at the back of the pack. Chuck in a little race fixing and George Wolf drops back to speak to the two losers. Just kidding! They search to the front and win the race. The house lights come on and the audience's hearts have been sufficiently warmed. Gallop on, Sea Biscuit. Gallop on. Um, thanks. How did I go? No, that's good. Time-wise? I, I think you went way over, but <laughs> I, I have no idea the actual time because our microphone stuffed up mid-recording. But I did see your show notes briefly before the show, and I like that you, in brackets, wrote sniff <laughs> to remind yourself to sniff. To get emotional at the end. Yeah, <laughs> just in case you forgot. Well, because I knew that a single tear would run down my cheek, but that's not going to be heard was on a radio show. One of those un, uh, inaudible tears, unfortunately. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Um, that sounded better than I expected. Is the, the spring break and cage fighting good? <laughs> that's like maybe the first 20 minutes maybe, that'll happen. Maybe that's all I need to see of CFC. Okay. <laughs> I'll make you a short edited version, yeah, which is me just cutting off. The movie after the just, first half hour. Just skipping to chapter three and then pressing uh, stop at chapter four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's enough. actually a good movie. I really liked it. All right. Well, if uh, anyone still hasn't seen Sea Biscuit, and well, why would you to, bother now? <laughs> true, but I'm glad that you can back up the filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toby Maguire, good on you. It is Toby Maguire, right? Oh, there was meant to be a joke about a redhead in there. You I said forgot, I Ginger left that Ninja. Out. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> You have no idea what you just said, dude. There's a heartwarming story about a skinny horse, a, someone with gingivitis, and a homeless guy. I'm glad you could slot that in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been a bit uh, sick lately, as I mentioned. Yeah, me too. I have this crazy cold. Yeah, it's probably because you gave it to me. Piss off. No way. Why did, did it go that way? Because you were sick before me. Yeah, but that's because... Yes. <laughs> yes, go on. Because you... I preemptively gave it to you. Yes. And just staved off the cold because of my expert... Yeah, that's why you didn't get sick, because you gave it to me and that halved the amount of germs in you. But then eventually your germs all built up again and you got sick. I can see you aced science class. <laughs> um, but I've been trying those like 24-hour tablets. <laughs> I don't trust them. Do they sell better than the six-hour tablets? Well, I don't know, but it just seems like too much of, too long a time to be effective. Really? Why? Well, because you take it, I want to take it in the morning because I figure it's going to be most effective, like, sooner after I take it. <laughs> By, like, hour 17, it's just going to be slacking off. You're concerned? <laughs> yeah. I, like, it, I don't know. I feel like uh, while I'm sleeping or something that I'm just suspicious that it's not doing anything and they're just marketing it as 24 hours. Oh, because they're like, oh, they've got to be asleep for some of it. They're exactly. not going to know. But I feel that it's more likely to be more effective for the first 12 hours than the back 12 hours. So if I take <laughs> what is it, this golf? How do you split up a day? <laughs> no, the back 12 hours. So like the tablet plays the front 12 holes and then goes home for a swift half, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon the, the tablet is a... Lazy golfer. I think that's the most effective metaphor that we can come up with this. They should just give you a sugar... I'll just slip in a sugar pill 
the second half. Oh, yeah, that's it. Probably is. Like, <laughs> they I, should sign themselves up for a contract with Tic Tac or something. Well, would you prefer to take this twenty-four hour tablet um, in the morning or before bed? Because theoretically, if hey, I want to put as least amount of things in my mouth as possible. I don't care when that's happening. So you are not going to take the tablet at all. No, I'll take it just whenever. But my my point is that if you had to choose when you would think it would be most effective, theoretically, if it lasts for 24 hours, it shouldn't matter. But I suspect by the time I've woken up that that tablet has done the most, the most it can by that time. I think the only way to test this is to test it on a work day. <laughs> how, how is that going to help? Ah, just just fucking with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted you to get sick and be too sick to work. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, I think your plan already succeeded. <laughs> You've got a week off. Yeah, but I don't want to be sick on the holidays either. Oh my god, <laughs> that's how you know you've left. Like, that's how I, that's how I characterize the difference between high school and honors university. Because during high school, you're like, for God's sakes, if I'm going to get sick, let it be during semester. And then at uni, you're like, for God's sakes, if I get sick, don't let it be during semester. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're actually trying. Yeah. Um, it's coming up to New Year's. It is, indeed. Tomorrow. That's, that's clarifies as, that qualifies as coming up too, I would say. Yeah, I think that definitely counts. It means that people are going to start saying Happy New Year's too. Yes. When does that cutoff end? Oh, when can you? Because I was going to say beforehand... I would probably say only like 28th you can start saying it, maybe yeah, if, 27th. If you see someone just before the New Year's that you know you're not going to see for quite a while, well, then the I end, guess the 28th or something is acceptable. Like between Christmas and New Year's, I think it's kind of, you know, you can say Happy New Year's. Once the Boxing Day test ends, I think, great, now I can start wishing people Happy New Year's. Yeah, because everyone's in Christmas-minded uh, before then. For those of you not in Australia and wondering what the Boxing Day test is... <laughs> It's a test we all have to take on Boxing Day. Yeah, I aced mine. <laughs> Did you? What colour was the turkey? <laughs> Would you say crisp pink, magenta, or... Yeah, they're all um, specifically detailed to our Christmas Day That's right. <laughs> was Alex most excited by the underwear, the socks, or the chipmunk? <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. He didn't get anything for Christmas. <laughs> or Dean, none of the above. <laughs> So yeah, it's a cricket match. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you wanted to, you know, be Actually, factual. No. Um, but after that, like in January and stuff, people are going to be like, "Oh, happy New Year!" Blah blah blah. I reckon uh, eight days in. I think that's a bit soon. Really, people- I would say by two weeks, it's all over. You can't be saying it's still on the fourteenth. Okay, that sounds um, reasonable to me. But oh. people like to drag it out. Actually, no. I guess it depends how often you see the person. So just say it's someone that you run into. Um, and I haven't seen them since like, November. Exactly. You haven't seen them that year and February 1st. Is that pushing it? Is that no, happy No, I say year? mid-March in that case. No way. I thought you meant like how often can you say it to the same person? Oh, no. I'm it can't like- <laughs> just like, happy New Year's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight, eight days of that would definitely be enough. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But... No, if it's, some, it's the first time you've seen someone. I think mid-March is like, you've had your chance. Really? Yeah, just there's like Easter coming up or something. Yeah, you've got something else to talk about. Yeah. The weatherman, come on. Exactly. <laughs> Not the weatherman. Well, <laughs> you can talk about maybe that Maybe if they too. are the weatherman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think mid-March. Really? I would, yeah. I would say that like end of Jan is the cutoff for me. 
I don't, I don't want people to be like, Happy New Year. It's like maybe like one week into Feb at max. Like to say actually Happy New Year or to say how's the new year going for you? No, no. You can, you can discuss. Like, like can I reference that it's a new year ever? Yeah, but okay. just the phrase Happy New Year to like okay, start maybe a conversation or something. Or like first week of Feb, yeah. pushing it. That sounds, that sounds about right at like, you know, your limit. But January I think is safe because people have been back at work or whatever. Yeah, that's true. When do people go back to school, that's like usually start of Feb. Yeah, we need to make this really clear because there's a clear cutoff with good morning and good afternoon. Why have we not been exactly. so, so stringent? Well, I think it, it's generally the first uh, time you see someone in the new year. But if you see someone in the like... That's the only one without a clear cutoff. Yeah. Because Christmas has a very clear cutoff. When's that? Christmas. After Christmas Day. You, you can say Merry Christmas on Boxing Day. Can you? I'm usually too busy doing the test. <laughs> Fuck off! I'm not sure what colour the star was. <laughs> uh, gladly, the New Year's cutoff wasn't on the test this year. Yeah, thank God. But we're, we're boning up for next year. Yeah, exactly. So, I know, like, yeah, if it gets to November 2011 and someone's like, Happy New Year's. I'm assuming they're talking about 2012. <laughs> exactly. So, there's got to be, like... A pushing point. Well, I'm not going to be saying it when I get back from Japan, am I? <laughs> like, I hope not. <laughs> now like, I will. It's like old Chinese New Year or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's always New Year question. somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think you can still reference. Like, I think you've got mid-Feb is your absolute cutoff to be saying Happy New Year. Yeah. But to be talking about the New Year, probably end of March. <laughs> Just to... The delight in the fact that it is a new year. Yeah, not like to say, be like, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. How's it going? Enjoying the new year. Like, that's yeah. weird to say in July. Like, All right, Feb, Feb 8th or something. It's like, how's your new baby? He's 18. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, awkward. Yeah, there's, there's a point like, Happy New Year. Oh, no, I met from 2007. Yeah, exactly. I've been saving that up from 01. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to say it to you that year. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if it's March, start talking about Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my birthday. A week. Are we going to talk about Natasha's party? Is there... I don't think we need to. <laughs> There's just one story that I wanted to... Does it involve nudity? Probably. Fine. <laughs> it doesn't involve nudity. I just wanted to <laughs> make you uncomfortable. Um, in the morning, we wake up after uh, partying on the night before. Yeah. And... Uh, I was in bed and Natasha was... Uh, well, most of us woke up. What, Gus died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Poor Gus. It was a wild party. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that at my work Christmas party, I was like... I secretly <laughs> Where is this segue going? <laughs> Speaking of dying things. <laughs> no, I was just saying I secretly wish that I would die at this party so that everybody else could be like talking about the party and be like, how great was the ASRC Christmas party? Someone died. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good. That was wild. <laughs> I don't know if that... Um, qualifies as a good party. I reckon if someone dies at your party, it must be pretty wild. It depends what cause, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if it's like a he was mauled by fifty lions supported on the back of a midget. See, that's a good party. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, Ebola, yeah. not so good. <laughs> Genetic disorder. <laughs> just, it was just his time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, drunkenly stumbling off a balcony or something, you know, while they're doing the Macarena. Good party. They're not doing it right. You're not meant to move during the Macarena. Not forwards. <laughs> but that's how drunk they are because oh, they're so enjoying they're, themselves. They're actually doing the bus stop to the Macarena. Ah, <laughs> confusing. Um, anyway, so then Natasha's woken up by her cat and I am trying to sleep through it. <laughs> so, like, in my half 
awakened state. I just hear the sound of um, the window being opened, <laughs> like the winder going, ch -ch 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 -ch. <laughs> and she's just like, what? You don't want to go out? <laughs> and then I hear it close. And like, I kind of like process like way later. I'm like, did you try and put the cat out the window? <laughs> I love, more love her surprise that it doesn't want to go out the window. Yeah. Like, what? You're meowing so much. You don't want to go out? It's just like. The window? I know. She was too lazy to leave the room, but like, uh, you know, obviously awaken enough, <laughs> awake, awake enough to open the window. You think that would be harder work? You would think. It probably is one of those things. Like when uh, you drop something and you're sitting on a couch and you're like, I can still get this. With my feet. <laughs> yeah. But then like you somehow like managed to kick it even further out of reach. And you're like, all right, if I just keep like one leg on the couch but support my weight on my hands, I'm still technically on the couch. And rig up a series of ropes. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, obviously way more effort than it would have just been to stand up, grab the whatever you dropped and sit back down. Set up but a pack of dominoes to go hit that bowling ball yeah, <laughs> into exactly. that pulley, which will start the clock. Design some kind of contraption. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm still technically on the couch. <laughs> yeah. So that is therefore mentally less effort somehow. I'll just put my glass eye here on the couch and just walk off and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a concert recently. Yeah? And I bought one of the uh, merch t-shirts. Real or fake? It was real. They had some of the fake ones afterwards, but oh, yeah? I wanted to wear it like during the concert, you know. I hate that. I think wearing the concert t-shirt at the concert is so lame. Why? I never do that. Everyone does that. Really? I think it's like, hey, I just bought this t-shirt today. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, whatever. If, if you buy a new t-shirt, are you not going to wear it to that day? No, I give it the day off. Why? Oh, you start tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> it's the interview process. Well, anyway, I was do already... Do you go to an interview they say, get to work? Mm, not most interviews, exactly. I guess. Exactly. You have to interview your t-shirt? Yeah, I, I don't think there's as stringent rules. I interview it with my eyes. <laughs> but for a day? Usually if you buy something... No, I just give it the rest of the day off. It's because you want to enjoy it. Not straight away. It's going to have time. All right. Anyway, I, so I've got this t-shirt at the concert, but I'm, I'm also wearing it. a t-shirt. Right it's too hot to double light Double bag? <laughs> so... I'm just thinking we need, like, a solution. Getting changed. But where am I going? I have two T-shirts on me, right? Just take one T-shirt off and put the other one on. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. But I still have a spare T-shirt. Oh, okay, yeah. Where were you going to put it? So I I put it... I um, think you should get a flap cut between your two kidneys and your back mm -hmm. to create a little storage space. <laughs> I need some kind Next of... Next to your spine. Um, Bender from Futurama, like compartment, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying some sort of compartment between your kidneys. You could probably, yeah, that would work well if you got it filled in with like steel so it didn't touch <laughs> your organs and like get covered in sinew. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you've got this clearly thought out. Yeah. What if you're like really obese and the t-shirt is not going to fit in your sinew compartment? Um, um, do you have like a less invasive option? Maybe <laughs> if you could remove an eyeball. And, like, shove the T-shirt into your skull and then put your eyeball back in. I didn't realise all your suggestions were going to involve... Uh, oh, like body compartments. Yeah, no, I was thinking more of, like, a hook or something. Oh, <laughs> you just want to, like, solder a hook onto one of your shoulders. No, I don't want surgery to hold a T-shirt. <laughs> well, then, you know, it's not committed. Uh, it's obviously not that much of a problem if you don't want to fix it with surgery. Clearly, I didn't realise. <laughs> I ended up just hooking it around my belt, but then it got lost in the mush. And then I eventually... Was it a nice T-shirt? Well, it was the previous concert's T-shirt. Oh. Because I wore it to the concert and then I bought a new one. But I ended up finding it, luckily, at the end of the night. But oh, wow. But I was just thinking that 
you know, this is a risk of losing the T-shirt. Okay. Like, I can't be holding it all night and I can't be, you know, getting a one-off surgery to implant <laughs> a hook in my face. <laughs> and you don't want to tie it over your shoulders. Well, it, <laughs> You're it not a preppy. Well, it wouldn't really work. It was a T-shirt, not like a, you know, jumper or whatever. Mm. But I don't know. It seems like we need... This is where the bucket comes in The bucket in comes handy. in amazingly here. Yeah, we need some kind of T-shirt style holding thing. Like, I'm not going to wear a backpack or carry a bag or just carry the Or maybe if they, like... What they should do is in the back of your T-shirt, sew like an exact same shape into your T-shirt, but you can open it at the top. So you shove your T-shirt in there and it stays flat against your back. Yeah. It's like some kind of T-shirt like compartment, like a a giant pocket in your T-shirt. Yeah. Like a T-shirt shaped T-shirt pocket to put T-shirts in. That won't be the jingle. That was the challenge. A T-shirt shape, (laughs) T-shirt pocket for putting T-shirts in T-shirt. <laughs> it reminds me they did a challenge on The Apprentice, like one of the really early seasons where they had to design clothes to fit gadgets. Oh. And so it was like Sony or something that was promoting their shit. And so you know how you can get those uh <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about Sony. <laughs> I like Sony, but it was just uh one of those things how they have um like jumpers with holes for your earphones and things like that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so to make like a new kind of uh, clothing item. Oh, that fits a gadget in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it was just one of the stupidest things ever. So funny though. One of the teams invented a a jumper that held a laptop. What? Yeah. So <laughs> on the back, there was like a kind of a big pocket, kind of like this t-shirt thing that we're talking about that you slide your laptop in. So I guess you don't have to wear a backpack, but you have to wear a laptop. That would be so annoying. And this was also, you know, it's got to be like six years ago. So laptops weren't you know, right. Yeah, it wasn't like the MacBook Air that you get now. <laughs> but I can't imagine like you could even like bend over or run or do anything. But it's just like, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> but maybe, maybe if we repurpose that and put a t-shirt in there, that's what we're looking perfect. for. We need some kind of Velcro on it so when you're not see, in what constant I would situation. Make if I was can, making gadget wear. Mm. See, I was imagining that you meant making clothes for gadgets. <laughs> like, like, we don't want our remotes to get cold. Yeah, I want a little Xbox scarf or Yeah, something. exactly. Like, can I please put some stockings on my set-top box? <laughs> um, you should get... I would invent, like, a jumper where you can run, like, your headphones up the back and then into your ears, but no one can see, like a hoodie. Can't you do that in a regular hoodie? Kind of, but not really effectively because it kind of moves around a lot and stuff. But this would have, like, little clips or something for you to clip it into. To clip your... Like headphone wires in or something. Yeah, exactly. So that like you could conceal them during class. I don't know. It seems like enough people are already doing that. But I think we need to move on to wireless headphones. And then you don't even have to like do that. So I was thinking like that's got to happen one day. But then what if you get like 10 people in the train yeah. carriage or something all with the same wireless headphones and you have to like tune into your own <laughs> music and you could just like go around the carriage seeing what other people are listening to or something well they do it with bluetooth headsets and phones wouldn't and be that it's different. just linked one-to-one is it i've never used one but i assume so because there's more than one person using bluetooth in the world yeah no i'm just wondering if like that scenario is possible where you can like i wonder what this dude's listening to and just like have like your own train carriage <laughs> radio station of That'd just all awesome. the bluetooth Broadcasting. Hey, 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 Mish and Andy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have this episode. Insane ramblings, I think oh, you mean. Hey. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> I'm not very good at cross promotion yet. <laughs> Whenever you get your photo taken, mm-hmm. do you like use up your good smile? No. You've got, you've got a permanent photo taking smile? I, like, do you mean my face gets tired? Yes. Like, how long can you hold your photo smile for? 
So oh, okay. if someone's taking a photo and they take like a little too long or they put it on the movie setting by accident or whatever. I thought you meant like if I smile in a photo, does that mean that the smiles I give other people are somewhat... You've only, got, you've only got like <laughs> two a day. Yeah, you've got like a good smile and then the other smiles, you, you've wasted it in a photo. You can't ever smile at someone else. Well, what seems, this, what seems to happen to me is that I'll pose for the photo and for about like three seconds, I'll be maybe photogenic. And then after those three seconds, I just look like I'm half-hearting the smile. I'm better off either not smiling and I look like unhappy, but, you know, <laughs> there. Or I just look like really fake. Deranged. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I never really have that problem. You've, you've never run out of good smile. No. I t- I gotta test I've got this. an endless supply. After like... Just get you to hold a smile for like a minute and then take a photo and see your... Uh... Well, I usually stop smiling and wait. So I give the smile a rest. But the thing is, you never know when the camera's going to take... No, because they usually are fucking around and I'm like, all right, just let me know when you're ready. But just say they, they've got the camera like poised to take and it's taking an extra long time to focus or the flash isn't going off or they got it on the wrong setting and it looks like it could happen at any time. Oh, in that case, I usually get a fucked up photo where I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. why is this taking so long? And I've got like open annoyed face <laughs> so it's not like i'm even still doing forced smile oh uh, okay you just give up instantly <laughs> yeah i'm like rolling my eyes and <laughs> groaning and it seems like um maybe sony <laughs> <laughs> needs to bring in some kind of this is um the actual photo oh like it's yeah it's coming this yeah. is it so like we've got you know the uh, the flash kind of like that's too late it, yeah that's like I think during photo like you need like a or, audio or as well it should go hey and then you're like hey you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot of startled people going ah. uh, yeah. where's that voice coming from everyone's facing the other way <laughs> <laughs> who said that it could be a thing <laughs> speaking of technology i think it's time for everyone's favorite segment uh craigslist um no what <laughs> but craigslist is technology based I don't know any other segments that we have that we already did. The, uh, I don't know. Everyone's favourite. Pop rock segment. Everyone's favourite. I'm... Uh, Ranger Vicky! Ah, you tried to trick me like the camera. <laughs> Grand Hog Phil under threat of robot takeover. Go on. <laughs> no, I won't. The oh, okay. end. Uh, <laughs> you I can d- invent your own story this Usually week. when I say go on like that, you uh, tend to actually go on, but... I can see you're rebelling. If Phil the Groundhog's shadow does not appear on February 2nd, then winter will cease and joy will spread throughout a small corner of America. Apparently the rest of us don't care whether or not we have an endless winter. Well, it doesn't really have to do with us. It's only if New York is going to get you know, more winter. Oh, is it? I thought it was like, well, the rest of you can just have a nuclear winter because you obviously don't care. Well, we're in Australia where the seasons are reversed. So that just but means now, more sun for us. But now... Go on. He's standing under threat from a robot! Finally. (laughs) An animal rights group wants organisers of Pennsylvania's Groundhog Day Festival to replace Punxsutawney Phil with a robotic stand-in. A robotic groundhog? Yeah, so will he just whisper his verdict to the robotic groundhog or...? I think the... uh the robotic version of this has been invented years ago. It was called a weatherman. <laughs> you have a robotic weatherman? <laughs> yes, bleep bloop. <laughs> Is it going to be more summer? Bleep bloop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know what that means? Anyone? <laughs> no, um, like a, a barometer or something. <laughs> Good save. 
Thank you. According to the long-time tradition, if Phil the Groundhog sees his shadow on the Feb 2nd Febru- unofficial holiday, there will be six more weeks of winter. If he does not appear to see his shadow, then there will be an early spring. That is how Groundhog Day works. People for the ethical treatment of animals says it's unfair to keep the animal in captivity and subject him to huge crowds and bright lights that accompany tens of thousands of revelers each year in Punxsutawney, a tiny borough about 65 miles, 105 kilometres, northeast of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm glad that Pittsburgh. we know exactly where uh, Groundhog lives. Yeah. Well, no, because everyone's going to go looking for Pittsburgh because I mm. fucked it up. <laughs> Robots to replace groundhogs? This particular groundhog is not happy. That joke only makes sense when you're reading the newspaper and there's a photo of a groundhog. Oh, okay. Brackets, just look at the scowl. Close bracket. Peter is suggesting the use of an animatronic model as opposed to some other sort of robot. Why do we even have this groundhog? Is this... Hey, Ben, whoa now. What, are you a Tony Phil fan? Yes, he's a psychic groundhog. No, it's just something that casts a shadow. No, he's a psychic groundhog. What's your problem? Well, it seems like the same job You're a hater. could be done with oh, anything. Oh, an animal that tells the future. Well. Does it tell the future? I'm yes. Sure. I'm, I'm suspicious that Groundhog Day has got to be wrong a lot of the time and no one really, you know, mentions As it. opposed to the weatherman who you seem to have so much faith in that you've <laughs> mentioned him twice today. I think, I, I don't know, it just seems like it's an outdated tradition. Oh, well, why don't we just get rid of Christmas? We've had that for a while. Why don't we? Jesus yawn, just a baby. What do they do? No, we can replace Jesus with a robot Jesus. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm not saying get rid of Groundhog Day. You know, your birthday's been going on for a while. I think we could definitely give presents to an animatronic Ben. Can we give robot presents to regular Ben? No. I don't know, like it just. We can it, give you nothing this year if you keep harping on about this. Is it even the same groundhog? Like, I'm sure this has been going for a lot longer than the average lifespan of a groundhog. They probably just replaced it. With I think punxatoni should be a swear word. What a great word! Ah, <laughs> oh, punxatoni. This. We were, we were looking for a new uh, word to, um, you know, to be cool. A couple of episodes ago. That is so punxatoni. Ah, oh, that's fucking punxatoni. <laughs> Sound of sounds a little bit like punked Tony. So everywhere Tony goes, you'd be like, what? Why? Maybe, maybe that's how the uh, town got founded. <laughs> Punk, you have to live here, Tony. Yeah. But William Dealey, you're going to get so jealous. You're not even going to realise if this club was around, you would have vied for the presidency. Shit. William Dealey, president of the inner circle of the Punks of Tony Groundhog Club. <laughs> I am jealous. See, he's just a figurehead, Punks of Tony Phil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... He's uh, a string at the end of the inner circles. I'm going to start my, evil own, web. my own club with the exact same name. Yeah, but you've got no dancing groundhog at the end of your strings. What I, have you got? I've got an animated gif of a dancing groundhog. I don't think you've even got that. I can find one. <laughs> I don't know. I think that sounds like a bluff. Check out the gallery. Checkmate is what you mean to say, not check out. Anyway. Checkmate. I just told a lie and I was caught out. Do you want to join my uh, my club? No, I've got my own club. <laughs> what is it? It's the club of people who don't believe that Ben has found a dancing gif of, an <laughs> <laughs> of a groundhog. This sounds an awful lot like the uh, song, was the, the inception of the Ben song. <laughs> well, I'm sad that I've written it because it would have been an extra verse about how you're a hater. Just continue reading. No. And that was insane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like what he says. I think you and him would get along well. I don't see why you couldn't be vice president. I know you'd vie for the presidency, but 
Sometimes well, it's good to have a man above you. A wink. <laughs> have I reached my quota of double entendres that you sent me at the start of the show? <laughs> no, it's just uh, I was looking up for the episode title and I think we just found it. <laughs> but William Dealey, president of the inner circle of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, says the animal is being treated better than the average child in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this guy. <laughs> I just want to know... Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm a bit concerned. I misread this the first time. So shall I read it as it reads or shall I let you guess what I misread? No, I'll read it as it actually is read. Okay. The groundhog is kept in a climate control environment and is expected inspected annually. Oh god. By the State I think, Department I think I know of where. Agriculture. <laughs> I was like, wow, what are they doing to most kids in Pennsylvania? We keep them in a climate controlled environment, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't want to be inspected. What does an, inspe- an annual inspection involve? Just uh, he's still alive. Prod <laughs> it with a stick or something. Yeah. I think Capable of dancing, check. Yeah. I just like the fact that um, it's better than most kids. So if they're giving Phil like some hay or something, they're like, oh, just give the kids the leftovers. Yeah, that's right. They're like, yeah, we'll just wait till Phil's done with the hay and then distribute the rest amongst the children of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Dealey says Peter isn't interested in Phil from Feb 2nd on and is looking for publicity. Damn, we're giving him publicity. Yeah, I know. Is that the article? That is the article. All right. Cool. Just for the record, I'm treated better than most kids in Pennsylvania. Are you? (laughs) Are you inspected annually? (laughs) Annually, Vicky, annually. (laughs) Just as that one time. (laughs) <laughs> Had to be done It's a serious <laughs> health issue for men And I rated just above Punks of Tony Phil Oh that's good I've got some uh, questions for you Oh yes I think you know people Why? Need, well How? When? Uh, because Is the answer to all of those things <laughs> When because Because bitch um, the, I think people need to get to know you uh, they've had 26 episodes. Yeah, I feel like they've gotten to know me. They don't know. I love animals and double entendres. The end. <laughs> um, how you would compete against the cute college day of the girl. What? In um, Cute college day of the girl. Sorry. Sounds like a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> it is a horror cute film. Cute college day of the girl. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'll say it non-dyslexic. Cute college girl of the day. You nearly said it Yeah, again. I almost did. <laughs> Um, so, I've got a list of questions that were asked to several cute college girls. Okay. And I thought I would ask you them. And so, he's, oh, well, I'm in college, so obviously the aspersion is that I'm not very cute. Well, you might be. Or you can, girl. You can, you can be today's cute college girl. <laughs> okay. <day>. Damn it. <laughs> today's cute college. No, I'll be the cute college day. <laughs> today's girl of the day. How about that? <laughs> Congratulations, Vicky, your girl of the day. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and her answers are pretty witty, so oh, I expect a lot, I'm not very a lot witty. out of you. This is, you're competing against Shelley. She's okay. 23, a senior in biology. Oh, she's got a year of experience on me. There you go. From uh, Texas A&M. So yours can be one year less witty than hers. So she's from Texas Anaheim. That's weird. Know. A&M, what's that? Anaheim. Isn't it? Is no, that a place? I, like, I assume it's the name of university. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I thought it was like the state code. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Uh, I don't know where me. Anaheim is, but... Did I just make up Anaheim? I don't think it's a state at all. It's a place in is America. It? I don't know anything. 
about anything. I'm going to make a great Q College girl. <laughs> I'm obviously a complete Just girl embo. of the day. That's... All right, now. Wait, that's like opened up the subsection of heaps. Yeah, I know. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Who would your ideal mate be if you were a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dinosaur am I? Well, you're any dinosaur. Just okay. what, who would your ideal mate be? Okay, if I was just, a... just to clarify, she picked another type of dinosaur. Oh. That you're, you could say like, uh, you know, Ben would be my ideal mate, but I don't know how well dinosaurs and humans go together. Well, if I was a Diplodocus, I would choose a giraffe because they're the only other mate that could understand my height issues oh, and kiss me on the face. Because <laughs> um, all the other ones would kiss me on like the legs and the chest and stuff and that's just weird. I know, I think a giraffe is still shorter than a Diplodocus. Yeah, but I could bend down to kiss it. Fair enough. Yeah. She, really cute. she went with the tritera- Triceratops because it's three times as horny as the average dinosaur. Oh. Yeah. That's awkward. Um, besides model or actress, what's one career <laughs> which you wish you could pursue? I uh, I'm going to need your, a few seconds. Yeah, I assume those are your two main career paths. <laughs> They're my top two, so now yeah. I'm not sure. Can mm. I just have a, f- a couple of minutes? Yeah, sure. Um, I suppose giraffe neck enlarger, oh. since I just found out that they're shorter than diplodocuses. So, I'm kind of a uh, mad scientist. Yeah, mad say. scientist. Yeah. Um, she went with professional soccer player. Oh, okay. I've played soccer my entire life and would love to do it for a living. Otherwise, I'd want to be a dermatologist. Why? That could I come in handy. Me and my brother were saying, if you're going to be ch- chasing a cushy job, yeah. dermatologist has got to be it. Well, then that's why, isn't it? <laughs> Surely. Well, what's your reasoning? Why is it cushy? Well, because basically all you do is you're a doctor, so you get the pay of a doctor, and you're a specialist doctor, mm. but all you do is look at skin all day. But you have to look at gross skin and on old people and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, I don't know. There's got to be easier jobs that don't involve, like, gross skin. Name one. Mm. Other than giraffe neck larger, we've done that. Damn, that was my one <laughs> You're on an asteroid and your daughter's fear. Oh, no, why? Uh because you've been tasked to save the world from Armageddon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And your daughter's, Bruce Willis. Okay, your daughter's fiancé draws the short straw to sacrifice his life to divert it from destroying the Earth. What do you do? Oh, I just sacrifice the Earth. It's fine. They'll both yeah. be dead. Who cares? So are you going to live in space from now on? Yeah, I'm just going to move to outer space. <laughs> um, what would I do? Uh, That's a good answer. Okay. Destroy the Earth. Give Bruce Willis a call was her answer. He seemed to know what he was doing. Uh, uh. Oh, good one. What is, what is one show you wished you were really into while it was on TV? None. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cool. watch much TV. You I watch everything on DVD. I hate watching things on TV. That's why it's a really hard question. Fair enough. Well, she went with True Blood. It says, I don't have HBO, so I always have to wait till it comes out on DVD. See, because I find it irritating. I can't be bothered waiting a week to find out what's happened <laughs> next. <laughs> You're too impatient for regular TV. Yeah, Exactly. Because, like, I don't get it. I want to find out the story all at once. I don't mm. mind that it takes a long time because I prefer it to movies. But, like, if I wanted to just see a series of events unfolding throughout several weeks, wouldn't I just live my life? You want to be part of it for, you know, the talk next day so you can be like, oh, did you watch Lost last night? Or did you see you got voted out on Survivor or blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, but get this. My friend tried to let her cat out using the window. <laughs> and they'll be like, shut up. We're talking about Lost here. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't get it. A window. Um... People who say... I don't get this question very much. People mm. who say Reese's Pieces... Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces, I think, instead of Reese's Pieces. Oh. What's up with that? Yeah, that's that. Um, uh, have you ever heard anyone say Reese's Pieces? They've probably got too many Reese's Pieces in their mouth. Maybe. What did she say? She said they obviously have no appreciation for this creative work of art of smooth, blended peanut butter and crisp chocolate coating. They oh. might also just have a speech impediment. 
I was going to say speech impediment, but I assume that was what she would say. Yeah, I'd say the same answer. It could be like some kind of guessing game. Guess the college girl yeah. answer. <laughs> that would be a better game than this. <laughs> All right. Well, you can do it for this one. All right. Describe your ideal worst date or Shelly's ideal worst date. What do you mean my ideal worst date? So I guess like... Doesn't make sense. If it's like you, you kind of have a shitty time. But it's the best possible shitty time. Oh, I see. So like everything goes wrong, but it's still awesome. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or like you, you know, you you can't afford to go to an awesome place, so you go to like somewhere cheap, but you still have a good night. Oh, okay. Well, maybe like a scuba diving accident where my date dies, and I have really good <laughs> memories of the boat ride over. Um, and I remember it forever. This is like some kind of party, but you party too hard. Again. <laughs> just, just to clarify the earlier scenario, scuba diving accidents, acceptable. <laughs> what? It's an acceptable way of partying too hard. Oh, it is? That's not okay. going to bring down the party. No, scuba diving accident. Yeah. It's like, wow, it was wild. Yeah. Um, she said a trip through the fast food drive through that and doing laundry. Not cool. I like doing laundry. I would love to have a date doing laundry, actually. There was um the 40... Uh, 40 Days and Nights or something? 30 Days and Nights? They do laundry together, do they? They're, that's how they meet. They meet well, there's a movie laundry. I wish I'd seen when it was on TV. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I really like doing, like, probably driving somewhere. I like watching men drive. Really? Yeah. Because I hate driving, so this would never work. Really? Yeah. I, could. I think people look really sexy when they drive. I, I do drive sexily. That is true. No, you don't. I drive, like, a lot one-handedly. Which is probably why we almost crashed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you tried to kill me last time. But that was hot, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the ideal, perfect, worst date. All right, here's I just one. couldn't say that. If you had to burn bras, books, or witches, which would you burn and why? <laughs> I'd burn books about bras and witches. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you can just learn that stuff verbally. I was thinking I'd burn a witch, but hopefully she would be wearing a bra. Oh, so you could cover all bases. Well, maybe not the book thing. Yeah, true. But she could be holding a book while she's dying, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, have some literature to... I'd tie a witch to a stack of books and hopefully she'd be wearing a bra. <laughs> she said witches because science has proven they're made of wood because they weigh the same as a duck. Science. Obviously a Monty Python fan. Really? Yeah. Hmm. If you could punch one person in the face with no repercussions, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good one, you. Why? <laughs> For thinking you look sexy when you drive. Thinking or knowing? Ah, uh, thinking. <laughs> that was an easy question. Is that on there? <laughs> that was a question on the uh, Christmas Day test. Yeah. <laughs> the Boxing Day test. John Mayer. I missed the Christmas Day <laughs> test. Shit. Yeah, you failed that one. John Mayer. Some of the things that come <clears throat> out of this guy's mouth. <clears throat> Have you ever made an online purchase you regret? No. She said no, but I have made a purchase over the phone that I've regretted. An order of 24 pepperoni rolls for myself after coming home from a night out at the bar. Question, what's a pepperoni roll? <laughs> I don't know. But once my roommate in France caught me um, on the floor eating cold ravioli from a tin <laughs> when I was drunk. What do you mean from a tin? Like, it was like tinned ravioli in the sauce already and I was just pulling it out with my bare hands and eating it. Can you only get that in France or could you get that here and I just have not discovered I think you ravioli? can get it here, yeah. Interesting. I know, like a wild animal. My fridge was open and like all of the stuff from my fridge was strewn across the floor and I was in a corner shoving this like... <laughs> wet, cold ravioli in my mouth. So you didn't ever hit it up or anything? No, I was so drunk. I was a wild animal. I attacked my own fridge. What, like what time was this? Oh, it would have been like 4 or 5 a.m. <laughs> awesome. 
If you had to pick one, which of the following would you say is most likely real? Leprechauns, Bigfoot, or the Loch Ness Monster? Ah, probably leprechauns. That's what she went with. It's like, leprechauns, duh. I haven't... I mean, I, I mean, haven't you ever heard of the Alabama leprechaun? Which I have not. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. So, that was some poor reasoning right there. Yeah. And that was a... Oh, okay, cool. So now... I've got some questions for you. Oh, God. Some hypotheticals. Cool. Let us assume there are two boxes on the table. I usually do. (laughs) I didn't mean to turn that into a double (laughs) entendre. I've almost exceeded our quota. In one box, there's a relatively normal turtle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like Like, slightly off. There might be a few things weird about it, but you know. (laughs) Overall, it's pretty normal. In the world of turtles, it's... It's whatever. Good to know. In the other, Adolf Hitler's skull. Ooh. How do you combine these two in a piece of installation art? No. You have to select one of these items for your home. If you select the turtle, you can't give it away and you have to keep it alive for two years. If either of these parameters are not met, you are fined $999 by the state. (laughs) If you select Hitler's skull, you are required to display it in a semi-prominent location in your living room for the same amount of time. Although you will be paid a stipend of $120 per month for doing so. Display display of the skull must be apolitical. What option do you select? Did you say if I choose the turtle, I have to pay people for the turtle? No, if it dies, you have to pay a fine. And if it survives, then nothing. Nothing, yeah. But if I keep the skull, then I get $120 every month. Yeah. I'd probably go off the skull. I get both. I do like turtles, though. I really like turtles. That's the only problem. I really <laughs> want a turtle. I'm like, woohoo, free turtle. Yeah. This I, is a great idea. I did want a turtle when I was a kid, and I went so far as to getting shells to put in a turtle enclosure. Aww. And then I discovered Your cat let out a groan of, like, anger. Yeah. I'm your childhood pet. No, I needed... You needed reptile license. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, screw that. That's then, what I was thinking. Woohoo, free turtle. I don't have to get the license. I don't have to buy the terrarium. It sounds like this is a great deal. But it's just in a box. I assume you still have to put it in something. And that's where Hitler's skull comes in. Yeah. There's so no you... reason why my turtle can't live in Hitler's skull. It, oh, that'd be awesome, actually. Just I have know. A turtle those... enclosure with Hitler's skull in it. Yeah, just to have, um, like, instead of those little castles where the fish hide behind and stuff, it's just like, what's that? Oh, that's, that's, a, Hitler's skull. that's a human skull. <laughs> I, oh, really? Do you know who's Hitler's? Hitler's. <laughs> I got 120 bucks each month month for it. <laughs> it's a talking point. <laughs> that's what I think. It's an amazing conversation starter. You and could, you get 120 bucks to help look after your turtle. You could probably even charge admission. I was just thinking, you could make a lot of money off the Hitler thing to help you Make your turtle's life very cushy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we thinking so much about the turtle's life? Because I want a turtle. Well, I can get you one of those things. Not easily either, I guess. <laughs> You've won a prize. It's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to be slightly disappointed. Wait, wait, wait. That changes my answer to <laughs> this other question. No. Like um, hermit crabs, can we get some kind of turtle that can use Hitler's skull as a shell? Oh my god, that'll be so good! And its hands and legs poke out of its eyes and mouth. Yeah, and its its uh, head pokes out of its mouth. <laughs> so you can get the Hitler's skull like poking its tongue out. Yeah, it would look like the alien from Aliens, yeah. but with more turtley. Can you imagine? A Photoshop will be coming up. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry, so you have won a prize. The prize has two options, and you can choose either, but not both. And this is the next hypothetical. Yes, yep. So. They've already seen right through us with the Hitler thing. Yes. <laughs> trying to choose both. Damn. The first option is a year in Europe with a monthly stipend of $2,000. 
The other option is 10 minutes on the moon. Which option do you select? 10 minutes on the moon? Yeah, the moon, obviously. Because I could go to Europe. I could go to Europe anytime I like. And plus a year. I've been to Europe. I'm going there again. A year sounds like a long time. I don't really want to be there for a year. I see what you're saying. You just hate long holidays. Yeah. See, I'd love to spend a year in Europe. It said, it said monthly monthly stipends. Of $2,000. $2,000. Oh, that's all right. But I don't, <laughs> I don't get $2,000 if I live in... No, nah, you just go to the moon. If you live on the moon, <laughs> you get very little of anything. Yeah, well, it seems like I can make money and I can go yeah, to Europe. I think you being could... able to go to the moon is less likely to happen anytime soon. I would definitely go to the moon because I think you can make money from that. You can write a book oh. entitled My 10 Minutes on the Moon. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> Get some more uh, podcasting listeners out of it. You've got at least a, like 100 pages out of each minute. That's true. <laughs> minute one, still quiet. <laughs> minute two, turns out if you scream in space, no one really can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear myself inside my helmet. Does that count? <laughs> minute three. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that golf ball thing. It's uh, not as fun as it looks. <laughs> Minute four, listened <laughs> to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon on the Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Minute five, death. <laughs> <laughs> Minute six, man on the moon, officially a myth. <laughs> Children's dreams shattered. Minute seven, has anyone played foosball on the moon? <laughs> Minute eight, do they deliver pizza up here? <laughs> Minute nine, they do not. <laughs> Ten. Where's my ride? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, sums up life on the moon quite yep, nicely. Yeah, there you go, and that's worth two thousand dollars a month. Hopefully, it sounds like we don't even need to go. <laughs> yeah, we can already cash in on our two thousand dollars a month. Do you want to do some Craig segment? I think you want to. Well, passive aggressive man. I was just trying to, you know, feel out the vibe in the room. Maybe mm. we could get some ingredients on this thing, but I'll do it anyway. Do it. Free 17-inch canoe. <laughs> Not seaworthy. Mm. Wait, what's the long line? Is that foot? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where it's like 17 and then a single line, like a, a single quotation mark? Yeah, feet. Okay. I was going to say it's a really small canoe. Fair enough. Free 17-foot <laughs> canoe. Not seaworthy. That's a bit better. Yeah. 17-inch uh, canoe? That's very small. That's just over a foot. Could go well in our turtling. It's for Puxy Tony Phil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not seaworthy. Great for kids' sandbox. Not seaworthy. <laughs> Ideal for flower bed. Not seaworthy. <laughs> cool for decoration. Not seaworthy. Cracked out of hole. Degraded beyond repair. Not seaworthy. <laughs> Don't put anyone but your ex-wife in this canoe. It will sink. We will help you load it. Not seaworthy. <laughs> and that was Craig's segment. <laughs> so if you want a not seaworthy canoe, you know it ahead. Wait, it's not seaworthy? I get that impression. I was just on Craigslist about to buy it. Thank God you pointed that out. <laughs> also, if you're looking for a 17-inch canoe, <laughs> yeah. I apologize the for getting closure, Sorry. Everyone out there has been like, finally! Yeah. <laughs> My just under a foot and a half canoe is available. But maybe he has a 17-inch seaworthy canoe. So you could always ask him. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe he could whistle the unseaworthy 17-foot foot down, canoe down to a 17-inch canoe. <laughs> Impressive. If What's that saying that it's like... Um, one in the... Uh, love many, trust few. Always paddle your own canoe. Huh. <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind with a not seaworthy canoe. Good to know. Good to know. 
celebrity heads time. Celebrity heads time. Celebrity heads. Heads, 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 heads. Yeah. Can't stop now. This may be the last chance I get. I just want to be famous. famous. You'll never guess. Any of us. All right. I think I'm on to you. Yeah? With this one. Oh, my God. This I'm, is so exciting. I'm probably not, but I've got... I was looking uh, back through my old questions, and uh, seeing this is... My celebrity seems to have done nothing <laughs> and possibly is not human. Mm-hmm. And I, is as obscure as Jub Jub. Yes. Am I a celebrity pet? Yes! Yeah. Oh my God, you know who you are, don't you? There's not, I've narrowed it down. There's okay. not too many celebrity How did you get onto there. that track? Because I'm just like, what the hell? Like, it's like historical animals <laughs> or something. I'm like, well, you said they haven't really done anything. So I'm like, who hasn't done anything? My first Pets are celebrities. Yeah, That's he does nothing exactly, all day. But still notable. Um, so, <laughs> most famous celebrity pet, Paris Hilton's dog. No. It's not Tinkerbell. It's not Tinkerbell. Do you want a second guess? I'll give you a free guess. See if you can get it today. I don't know if I know many other celebrity oh, pets. Oh, really? Um, have your guess and I'll try and think of some. Okay. Um... That's my first yes, though. I'm very excited. Have I ever been in a movie with the word the in the title? <gasps> yes. He was in one recently with oh. the word the in the title. But I'm not Robert De Niro. No, you're not Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another segment of Celebrity Heads. Wait, I've, I'm, I want to guess one more Celebrity Pet. Okay. Now I just got to think of a Celebrity Pet. <sighs> Who the hell is a Celebrity with a Pet? Um... All right, I've, I have to reset some celebrity pets, but I'm getting close at least. Yeah, you're getting pretty close. I'm nowhere near. <laughs> no. All right. I'm your biggest fan. I'll follow you until you guess me. Celebrity, celebrity heads. It's over. It sure is. But you know what's not over? Zen people type weird shit into Google. Oh, yeah. This segment's getting quite popular. I really like it. <laughs> I'll do some from Japan next time to make them truly Ooh, zen. Awesome. Lady Gaga shows her flying cat. Hash I equals 106. Penis stubbing. <laughs> Ouch. Ramblings of an insane Pakistani <laughs> impromptu threesome. Psycho test. They're all about to sneeze. <laughs> that does test whether or not you're a psycho. And that was Zen type weird. Zen. Wait. Zen. People type weird shit into Google. They didn't get very Zen towards the end there. Zen. <laughs> zen be relaxed. May I remind you never to take a yoga class? <laughs> As that's the first time I've actually said that to you. Maybe it's, it's just a suggestion at this point and a reminder later. I did yoga in high school when we had to get out of any real classes. Oh, yeah. did you? S- we spent a lot of time in that class staring at a candle. Really? Yeah. I obviously had a way more active <laughs> class than you. What do you mean? We, at the beginning and the end, we spent a quite significant amount of time staring at a candle. Like you all sat in a circle or something? Yeah. And, and well, it wasn't one candle each, although we did go to private school. What was it supposed to achieve? I don't know. Zen. Zen. Obviously. That's where this um, harks back to. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, someone was Googling the impromptu threesome. Yeah, so it's obviously a thing now. <laughs> or maybe it was already a thing. As opposed to that. what, though? Are most threesomes planned? I assume so. Really? Well, it, I guess there's a, like drunken threesomes. That's what I would have thought most threesomes would be. But it's just funny that someone's specifically looking for an <laughs> impromptu one. Maybe they're trying to find out how to get an impromptu Oh, threesome. I thought they were like looking up porn and they're like, oh, this seems so planned. Yes. Yeah, the girls so knew it was going to happen. <laughs> they didn't seem to be an unsuspecting threesome. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Spontaneity is the day. Psycho test, they're all about to sneeze. I, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't on this year's uh, Boxing Day test. Definitely was not. Sending out an SMS Sending out an SMS Sending out an SMS Message in a time warp yeah. In the armpits of my dreams Huh <laughs> I've got a bit of a theme running through mine They either lie, cheat, or masturbate furiously <laughs> What is a pink thing you play games on? Hmm, eternal question. <laughs> Clown porn question mark? <laughs> and that wasn't actually just a question mark, that was the word question mark. Oh, really? Yeah. I would not drag about that. I hate it when people do that. <laughs> I don't like when people drag about things. Mum just made a masturbation joke. Ah, 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 ah. Na 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 now. Baby, give it up, give it up. Baby, give it up. Where is this place? It sounds like heaven. <laughs> what an elaborate <laughs> use of 160 characters to spend 90% of it with nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last year we made some predictions about 2010. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they turn out, actually. This is yeah. the only reason I did this episode. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, since it's finally the end of the year, we're going to be able to look back and see how our predictions turned out and also then make some new predictions about mm -hmm. 2011. So our first uh, prediction was the lost finale. Will they get off the island? Do you remember what you uh, said? I think I said no. You said they won't. I said that they will, just, you know, so one of us would be right. <laughs> and the Turns answer... Turns out neither of us were right. Some of them were going off the <laughs> island. So we can go with both or neither, and depending on how optimistic you feel. Yeah, we, I'd say we both get half a point. I think this is the Boxing Day test. <laughs> the 2010 movies uh, coming true, I asked, much like the movie 2010, which was the sequel to 2001 A Space Odyssey, will babies float through space and robots try to kill us? Did I say yes? You said some robots will probably malfunction and kill some people <laughs> and that the floating babies will kill the robots. Oh, <laughs> Which is that, that first bit, plausible. <laughs> so the second bit is, a, so I would be very impressed if you got that right. <laughs> I said that the robots will try and kill the floating babies. Oh, and who was right? I think neither happened to <laughs> Maybe like, you know, some robot replaced the groundhog, but that's as far as it gets. Yeah, I think the malfunctioning thing probably happened. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you can get another half a point. Yay. I don't think any <laughs> babies, babies killed, killed robots. No. But if you're a baby and you killed a robot, right? Yeah, it? right. <laughs> Use that robot to write to us. Yes. Um, we asked what the biggest movie of the year would be out of Iron Man 2, Twilight Eclipse, Tooth Fairy, and Piranha 3D. Did I go with Piranha 3D? You went with Iron Man 2. Ah. And then I said Twilight. 
The answer was Twilight. Piranha 3D. Oh. And Twilight made 682 million, almost 693. Iron Man 2 made 621 million. Oh. Tooth Fairy made amazingly 112 million. <laughs> and Piranha 3D made 77 million, which they still seem very high for the. It's probably the highest selling Piranha movie. That's what I was guessing when uh, I said that. <laughs> okay, I should have been more specific. Yeah. Um, so I get a point for that one. The future blouse. <laughs> Will future blouses finally become popular? Was the question we posed. And? And uh, you said that the future blouse never comes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Something Answer that's always in the future. Correct. Yes, yeah, so I'm way ahead. Uh, I think you got, what's that? Like, you got two and a half points. And yeah, I got, something like I that. Got, I got one, one and a half or something. <laughs> All right, so you win 20. I win 2010. Well, I win 2010. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Somehow, out of a five simple quiz questions. <laughs> All right, so 2011, we're going to make some predictions. So okay. I went with a similar theme. What do you think the biggest movie will be out of Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 1, Green Lantern, The Smurfs, or Rango? I'm going to go with The Smurfs. The Smurfs? Okay. Yeah. I'll go with Twilight because that did me well. <laughs> the only one that seemed to do Don't well. Don't chase a horse midstream. That's what I learned from Seabiscuit. For those who were wondering what Rango was, I just mostly chose it because of the name. But then I looked at the people involved. I'm like, oh, this sounds better than I expected. <laughs> it's a chameleon that aspires to be a swashbuckling hero. And he finds himself in a western town played by bandits and is forced to literally play the role in order to protect it. I'm changing to Rango. It's got like Johnny Depp in it. I changed to Rango. Gord Vavinsky, who did Pirates of the Caribbean with him, is <laughs> directing. It's like a 3D animated thing about a chameleon. I'm so on Rango. Okay. Prediction changed. That's the official. Rango news. versus Twilight, the age old. <laughs> now there's an yes. insane ramblings in color. Um, lunar eclipse. Will the total lunar eclipse on December 10 be underwhelming? <laughs> It'll probably well up as much emotion in me as Total Eclipse of the Heart does. How much is that? A lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying it's not underwhelming? No. I'll say like all eclipses, yes, it will be <laughs> Also, I, I'm not exactly sure of where. Well, how can it be underwhelming then? You're already aware it's going to be crap. So it'd just be whelming then? <laughs> yeah, you'll just be whelmed. All right, I'll be whelmed. Um, I'm not exactly sure where you have to be to view this Total Eclipse as well. Oh. Like it might be one of those ones where... You have to be in Antarctica or something? That's exactly the reason why one of us is going to the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, just so we've just covered all bases. Hopefully one of us will be able to see a total eclipse. But it's on December 10th. You'll be back by then. Oh, shit. Um, the Human Centipede. Who will be the least happy person in the Human Centipede 2? The middle person. As you would assume. Yeah. But the twist on the Human Centipede 2 is there's 12 people. Oh, Okay. So they're still leaving some room. I say the second last person. Human centipede three, so they can go a hundred people <laughs> and become an actual centipede. Yeah. Well, no, fifty people. Mm, maybe a hundred will be the fourth one. <laughs> Double centipede. Um, I yeah, say second the second last. last. <laughs> that would. But his unhappiness is probably not incrementally greater than everyone else in the middle. Or is it like the seventh person or something? Because by the time it gets to him, like there's nothing left to digest. Oh, and he's going hungry back there. <laughs> well, I can't imagine. Like, I haven't seen the human centipede, but it seems like the kind of thing that if one of them dies, how are the rest of them going to escape? Yeah, if no one feeds the front centipede. Well, I think the front centipede is the only one that would get like any... 
Well, I say, I reckon the last link of the centipede, because mm. no one eats their excrement. They don't even get the joy of knowing that they're passing on the pain. You'd be an un, you'd be a selfish life. <laughs> I'd make someone else get attached to me. <laughs> um, right, I'll say seventh. You can go eleventh. Yep. Okay. Uh, TV cancellations. So I found two TV shows which uh, I just saw the names of. Yeah, but we know how wrong you were about Rango, which sounds amazing. Well, we don't know how wrong. Rango could be shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> could be the Geely of 2011. Oh, it won't be. Um, It'll be the Rango of 2011. It'll be so strong that it will start its own <laughs> saying. That was, that Rango was the Rango of 2011. Wow, impressive. <laughs> um, okay, so, Like a Virgin, which, as I was researching today, also had its name changed to Laid. Which, Ooh. all in capital letters for some reason. Made! Yes. <laughs> and, or arranged marriage. Now, I'll, I'll get your first reaction. I say laid will probably not last. Now, I'll read you the description of the two. Okay. Laid follows a woman who faces an unenviable situation where men she has had sexual relationships with mysteriously begin dying off one by one. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds way better than the name implies. Yeah. Like like a virgin, I was like, oh, that's going to be like a shit-ass reality show. Ah, uh, see, I thought it would be like some college guy trying to get laid. It sounds yeah. boring. But the plot sounds quite exciting. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I, t- I retract my former statement. And arranged marriage sounds like a shitty reality show. It says, we're looking for four people who will ask their closest loved ones, whether family or friends, to team up and choose a spouse for them. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible. Why would anyone do that? I know. As if you wouldn't choose something weird like the couch. (laughs) You have to marry our couch. Well, it sounds like you would have to choose... Like people for me to get married to or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I got you guys to team up and choose someone for me, you'd make it weird. Like, (laughs) marry the... Pool cleaner, like that, and I mean, who, like the creepy crawly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who married the Eiffel Tower or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's a reality show. We can do what we want. I you say arranged marriage. I hopefully gets cancelled yeah, because the I other agree. one sounds great. Yeah, like actually, a, no, she probably just had an STD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, not that mysterious. At yeah, all. it's actually a series of ads. <laughs> Public health service. Well, laid could be the surprise Rango of 2011. <laughs> <laughs> it's already catching on. I think that's all the questions. Yes, that's okay. all the questions. We'll see how we go. Do I have anything else before I get into the insane ramblings Twitter? I don't know. I'm feeling pretty Rango right now. So that's a About yes. my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twitter.com slash insane ramblings. Not run by us. Some guy <laughs> who's still got only one follower. That still tweets quite He tweets his little heart out. To that to one that follower. Um, some highlights from this. Latest tweets, sounds like pain. <laughs> and best Is he playing charades so he got rain? I don't know. There's no more context. So <laughs> it's just whatever he decides to put out there. <laughs> and best double meaning ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would think would be a follow-up to a previous tweet, but none of them I could tell looked like they had double meanings. Unless so. they just told a really great joke about a window pane or something. No, this one was right after last week's one about... Uh, rape or molestation or whatever it was. Oh, like, yeah. That seems like a single meaning. Yeah, yeah. Don't really get the double meaning of molesting people. No. But it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Keep on doing what you're doing, Twitter guy. <laughs> and uh, to send us off, I've got an angry teen blog quote. Oh, yes. Angsty, you mean. Yes. It maybe is a little angry as well. Oh. 
it was like a breakup poem. Mixing and it up. This is the first two verses of it because it was. This a is some long. advice for us all. I had a dream yesterday. Mm. Well, I mean, last night. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't during a nap. But you understand, okay? It happened just after our fight. Oh. See how it rhymes? It's yeah, I, okay, yeah. The one where you were wrong and um, I was right. I remember that one. <laughs> That's clear in my mind. You really, I know which, exactly what yeah, one you're talking about. Whoever, um, if, if she actually gave this to the person that she was breaking up with, they'd be like, I don't remember the one where yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong and you were right. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. I was dreaming that you were dying. Oh. And no, I wasn't crying. I had pushed you into this giant b- blender. <laughs> you got all messed up, like in that fender bender. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the triple rhyme to Whoa, finish verse like, two. That was quite the ending. So if you want the, I think there's even a third verse if you go to the website. It's angst, teenangstpoetry.blogspot.com. Ooh, I'm gonna have to look that up. That's so funny. Like in that fender bender. Yeah. So if, it, if you uh, if you break up with someone and need a poem. Is that a breakup poem or a threatening poem? Is she trying to get a debt back or <laughs> leave the guy? Either way, it seems appropriate. Yeah. And uh, I guess that completes another episode. That is the show. So, Happy New Year, everybody. You can still say it according to the rules as set by the Gringe. Yes. I mean, Ben. But if you're listening to this after mid-Feb. I take that back. Exactly. <laughs> and, and we'll be back in 2011 from Japan. Word, except not me. I will be from Melbourne, so <laughs> like all the cool kids. Oh. <laughs> but I'll be seeing an eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so feel free to email us. You can get me at ben at insaneramblings.net. Or reach me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or podcast at insaneramblings.net. And go to the site and feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. And, and hit us up on Facebook. Click subscribe. Yes, like our Facebook fan page. We need more fans on there. And you can get some hilarious things and some behind-the-scenes pics. And, and some pictures, apparently. Yes, <laughs> and I'll post whenever there's a new episode about and all that good stuff. And you get some stuff that you don't get on the website. So it's worth, worth being a fan. Exactly. And just because Vicky's leaving doesn't mean that she's leaving forever. So... Don't unsubscribe or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, we'll still be bringing you a show as often as we can via Skype. We've tested it all out and it appears to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be posting on the, uh, on the uh, Facebook page to keep in contact with Ben. So that'll be something to look forward for you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Happy 2010, everyone. Happy New Year. And away Way sea boat. boat. Sing ramblings.